Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back with a delightful guest who's going to share a little bit about herself, and then we're going to launch into this topic in this segment of Real Life Adventures and Living regarding from the breakdown comes the breakthrough. That's a great aspect to talk about with my special guest. Kristen, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Dr. Kristen Wild, and on a personal note, I'm solo mama to two daughters and five cats and several houseplants, as you can see in the background here. <laughs> I live on the west coast of British Columbia in Canada. I live on the lake, so fortunate to just have this beautiful lifestyle out here. On a professional note, I have a PhD in metaphysical science, which is a little bit unique. And I also have a degree in applied psychology. I'm the creator of a therapy modality called awareness therapy. And I'm probably most well known for helping women overcome autoimmune conditions. I myself went through that experience. And so that's pretty much me. Great. It's it's good to, to hear your evolution, moon, immune type of situation. And as you move through that process, I want to take a step back. Was this something <clears throat> that was occurring for you even in earlier formative years that you were having some challenges with health issues? Did you find that happening for yourself? No, it's, you know, autoimmune is one of those things. It's coming. You can see the signs later, but I was actually very healthy. I was a competitive athlete and academic, a real go-getter. I hadn't even considered that my body would go into a disease state. It hadn't even occurred to me. And now looking back on it, yes, of course it did. I was running myself just ragged constantly and expecting my body to just continue to keep up with that level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's as if um, you said something that was really important, and that is sometimes one at the outer level, we think we're doing fine through the different things that we do. But underneath, because of our pushing ourselves so much, that drivenness that takes place, it actually is wearing and tearing on our own sensitivities. And one of those sensitivities is sometimes that focus is we don't realize our soul is involved in all of this. And our soul, you know, is, you know, feeling more tuckered maybe and tired then we're all actually aware of because on our outer mind, we think things are perfectly fine. Then it becomes a surprise. It's like, huh, what happened here? You betrayed me, body. <laughs> yeah. Did you find I that spent, happening? <laughs> totally. I spent a lot of years really being 
getting to the point where I was angry with my body. And it wasn't until later that I realized my body was always doing the best it could to keep up with all that I was putting it through and started to appreciate what my body does and that it is a vessel for our consciousness on this planet and what a gift it has been. That that's the, I think uh, a friend of mine always says the hammer keeps getting harder. And so that's the thing is when we don't listen to those little whispers, it gets louder and louder and louder until it turns into a shout. Yes, it certainly, certainly does. It's as if there's the kind of the gentle approach and just say, see me. And then as you're saying, there's the harder approach. I want you to see me. <laughs> and then there's the hammer approach is like, you've got to see me because yeah. I'm slowing you down in your body. Then there's the pain is like, now, okay, I need to listen um, yeah. to my body. We have no choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we, and again, you said something important, but then we get angry because why I'm experiencing this pain or why I'm experiencing disappointment, it shouldn't be happening this way because there must maybe an uh, unawareness, which I love that you're, you're, you're doing in terms of awareness therapy, because there was an unawareness that we were out of sync in some ways. We're out of sync with the universe. We're out of sync with our own inner nature. And, and we may be even out of sync with our soul and what our soul is needing because we're so much focused on the external and not focused on the awareness and building of the internal of what all of this means. Yeah, you you just hit the nail on the head. That's 100% the exact, exactly how that experience goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, at one point did you say, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> well, I am a slow learner. It took me about 10 years and it was there was an evolution going on within that, those 10 years. But it was true, truly living in a human torture chamber. There was no escape from it. The uh, autoimmune condition that I experienced was rheumatoid arthritis. So it's the inflammation of the joints. So to me, the only way I can really explain it is was it was like someone was taking crowbars between the joints and trying to pull them apart. And this just didn't end. So sl- you couldn't sleep. Well, and it just took up your, my, my entire mental faculties were taken up by living in this excruciating pain day in and day out. Mm. And it wasn't that I wasn't trying, but I was mm. doing healing. I was going, looking out there for answers out there for, for people that claim to have these different answers. And, you know, some things worked a little bit but it wasn't until I was forced to go within. And that was about 10 years in. That's when the true breakdown came. I've had several breakdowns, as I'm sure you can imagine, over those Mm -hmm. years, but there was an ultimate breakdown. And that's where the healing began, was that going within, that introspection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was as if, you know, what came to my mind, you were saying that it it was if that, which we all do, we're so externally focused and looking for the solution or looking for the answer mm-hmm. and the experts and, and what they have to say. And we do it and because they tell us that's what we need to do, but it's still not helping or and moving us forward mm-hmm. in, our, in our body healing for some mm-hmm. individuals. And so now you're faced with what is that going within and what does that look like? Because that can be scary too, because this can be like a, a void. <laughs> What am I going into? <laughs> yeah. So 
it was, there was some glimpses along the way of these aha moments where I was really, you know, when you have those moments where you are just so broken down, you're crying on the floor, there's fluid coming out of all parts of your face. <laughs> and mm-hmm. in, in the moment, I had a few moments throughout the years where I would have these breakdowns and then there was almost like someone else there, you know, that was observing it, that was just totally at peace and was unaffected by that. And it was these glimpses. And I started getting curious about it. Like, who is this? Who is this that's witnessing, that's watching? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it it was really just coming into awareness of that. And then the ultimate breakdown was at an airport. I had been traveling with my family at the time and at the, my hip was, I had told, was told it needed my hip replaced, my knee replaced, mm-hmm. my shoulder replaced and my elbow. So you can imagine, and I would refuse to get in a, into a wheelchair because I was like, those doctors are wrong. I will never be in a wheelchair. It's mm-hmm. like I said, slow learner. And so, so I'm walking, I just have tears streaming down my face the woman at security was kind of like, what's going on here? And my then husband explained to her that I was living with an illness and I was in a lot of pain. And she turned to me and said, ma'am, I'm going to have to insist we get you a wheelchair. And that was just ugh, my rock bottom. And everyone mm-hmm. has a different rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Some people can get there a lot faster, but for me, that was it. And I was sitting in the wheelchair, looking at my daughters, they were worried, looking at their mom, I surrendered. It was that moment where it was like, I can't, I can't keep doing this on my own anymore. I can't will my way through this anymore. This is it. Mm -hmm. And I began to silently pray. I basic, it went something like this. I don't know exactly, but it went something along the lines of, you know, source, God, universe, whatever you want me to call you, please send me answers. If you want me to heal, send me answers if I'm not meant to heal, please let this be the end. Let this be over. I can't do it anymore. And it was that moment of surrender. I sat back into that witnesser. I became that witnesser. And even now I can feel chills thinking about that moment. I felt energy come up through my body. And I just knew, I knew that things were about to change. And they did. They did. And this is why when you go through an experience like this, you have no choice but to become more spiritual, regardless of whether you're a spiritual seeker or not. Often what happens is you you become a spiritual being. It becomes part of who you are. So I went from doing healing, trying to force it and enact it into becoming it. And that was the day it changed everything. That was my breakthrough moment. Wow. You know what? There's a number of things you said that was really powerful. One was surrender. Uh, And there's so much power and people don't realize that when we release our will to a higher will, it's as if a door opens. And in that process of that door opens, the energy flows in to try to assist and help because you asked for it. Because we live on a planet in which you have to ask for help. You have to ask for guidance. And since we exist on a pen of free will, it says, I can only stand on the sidelines, like the witnesser you were talking about. I only mm-hmm. can stand on the sidelines and observe and send you energy of peace and goodness. But have you asked me? Mm-hmm. 
You know, and this is what I talk about in various podcasts about the ego persona versus kind of the spiritual aspect that exists within us, our soul, which is the substance of our life. And so the ego persona is like, no, 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 I can do it myself. No, 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 I can find out what we need to do. No, 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 I can fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, but the soul says, you've just put me in a straitjacket. So I, I can't help, help, and nor my higher sense of myself, which is that God source, the Christic energy, the Buddhic mm-hmm. energy, mm-hmm. whatever name you want to give it, it says, we have to just wait on the sidelines here. And so for soul evolution, it's really a process of saying, I'm learning something from here, from this experience. What am I learning? And then also, how do I surrender? And a part of those is, I call them the four S's, surrender, sacrifice, service, and selflessness. Beautiful. And so that selflessness, being able to be open and not saying it has to be all about me, but it's about, I want my healing. I want a greater good for myself and my family is what I heard you say. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to sit back and just say, God, you take command. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> like It's totally that experience. It's ex- you're, you're, you're bang on with that. And what a, yeah, that's so beautiful. Those four S's because when I, when I think about that, that's exactly what brought me to a place of peace in life is those four S's. Without those sacrifice and being of service, there is no satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because of our upbringing, we don't really even think about connecting to those four S's or to the soul or to even a higher source within us. And it's also exists around us as well. And that's, you know, the quantum physics that you kind of have kind of talked about in your bio a little bit. And we'll maybe talk a little bit about that at some point. But there's so much that the universe is wanting to help us with. But we're the we're the driver of our what is it car? I was going to say ship, you know, but <laughs> that's pretty big boat, speedboat. <laughs> uh, and so we make that choice until we say, you know what? I can be in the side seat. God, you drive. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And I feel like the biggest factor with that when we're we're talking about this particular subject is getting the mind on board with it. <laughs> that's the, and it's easier said than done mm-hmm. but when you can bring the mind body and spirit into agreement then you're in flow then you're having that human experience as a soul you get to live it out and it is a practice it really is of that introspection consistently going within and sitting more in that witness seat instead of that letting the mind run us, run the, run the show. I can't remember who said it, but there was a philosopher that said the mind makes an excellent servant and a terrible master. (laughs) Yes. That hits so well with what I say about Mm -hmm. the mind is a part of the ego persona Mm -hmm. and and it's supposed to be subservient, you Mm -hmm. know, to our soul, our higher source, I am presence, the Atman, the God source, Buddhic source, whatever you want to call it. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. under the dominion of that. But mm-hmm. somehow our, our mind, you know, has occupied the kingship, you know, the queenship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was entrained into us. This is the thing is we were traumatized generation, raising traumatized generation, raising traumatized generation. And you can see the innocence of how we got here. And also how it was necessary for this evolution of consciousness, because without that 
we were talking about that strife and striving and going through these very difficult experiences, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to grow spiritually because we would have just been wandering around and la la la. We wouldn't have had that opportunity to become more. Yeah. It's as if through our striving, we come to be aware that there is the opportunity to grow in advance. Like, and, and, you know, my mind goes in two different directions. One in the direction of, you know, striving moves us in a greater alignment to our true self if we're surrendering, like you're saying, you know, and then the other path my mind moves me into is God doesn't want strife in our world. Yeah. And what the preference is to the um, God and soul is harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. because we're outside of that, and we're more too, towards too much on the strife aspect that we don't get into understanding what is the where's the point of harmony and, mm-hmm. and what is the point of peace in this mm-hmm. situation, regardless of what I'm going through. And to how do I call upon a higher source to guide, guard, and direct me as mm-hmm. much as the great law will allow? Because there's certain experiences we may have to go through in order to have certain learnings to take place. Mm-hmm. And that's what well, part of the soul evolution is. There's certain experiences, but sometimes they're hard to discern what they are. But that's what the quest of the path of being on as a seeker to, mm-hmm. um, to be able to start to d- discern the, the, um, those nuances about what is what I really need to be able to do and what is false to what is my greater good. Yes. And then to add more to that as well is all of our souls are here on different paths for here for different experiences. And this is my understanding. Obviously none of us actually know until we're on the other side, (laughs) but this is my understanding through study and just hearing near death experiences that we all come here with different soul plans. Some of us are gung ho to go and we want to evolve as quickly as possible. And how do we do that? We go through a great deal of adversity. It, it, we chose it. When you're in the middle of it, it's like, how on, how did I choose this? How did I choose this? When you are on the other side of it, you see the gifts, you see why it was necessary. You see why it was so important. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have souls here that are on vacay. They're like, I'm just going to cruise through. Cause you know, and you can see that you're like, how does a person eat whatever they want? They have the perfect job. They have no problem with money. They have a great house and they just cruise through life. How did that happen? And it's because that's what they chose. They're like, I'm taking a vacation this life. Who knows what they did last life? And so they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to earth. I'm going to go have a great time and go hang out with the ocean. And then there's, I know that I'm on the opposite end of that. I came here to learn some stuff. (laughs) And so that's often where people get so frustrated in that, where it's like, God's punishing me. And it's like, no, it's this, you came here to have this big experience for you to get there. You had to go through a lot of adversity very quickly. Right. Exactly. You said that very nicely because because of the different paths and different soul evolutions that are taking place across the planetary body, there's a greater diversity of activities. And so that's why we have to reduce comparison of ourselves to others because life looks greener on the other side. And in actuality, it may be or may not be, but it may not be in alignment with what our soul is needing in terms of its direction and purpose, living life on purpose. Mm -hmm. And so as we go through certain experiences that are painful or challenging, that are 
you know, things we say, oh my God, I'm glad I'm done with that. But then it shaped you. It, mm-hmm. it formed you like the polishing of a diamond, totally. you know, into something to glisten that you realize I got so much out of that. I'm glad I'm not in it again. <laughs> yeah, not going back there. <laughs> what you said though was important. My, I had to change my mindset. Yeah. It's all and, the mind. It's all the mind. And as I changed my mindset, mm-hmm. it helps to change my feelings mm-hmm. and how I feel about things. Mm-hmm. As I change my feelings, I now become moving into a greater alchemy of realizing mm-hmm. mind plus feelings shapes like a potter's wheel and a vase that we're trying to form. And then we're surrendering it to that flow of that, that potter's wheel, to which is God's flow, when it needs to be formed and what it needs to look like, you know, as we're putting our hands on it through being focused around how our mental faculties are and how our emotional or feeling factories are mm-hmm. that are in attunement and harmonious with our greater good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That reminds me of a quote from Byron Katie that the only form of suffering is unquestioned thoughts. It really is. This is where our we can be in pain in our bodies and not suffer. Right. And because it's all within the mind, in the mind's perspective that it's putting on whatever the circumstance is in its judgment of the circumstance. And when we question the thoughts and we come back into alignment, suffering ends. Isn't that wonderful? I, I like that because it is as if we are the holder of the key. <laughs> <laughs> we you know, are. To, to, it's going to be whatever us. condition we find ourselves in that we can open it yeah. and open the door and move out of it through understanding <laughs> the power of the mind and also the power of our spiritual nature that exists within us that wants to support and help us as mm-hmm. we're moving through. So, yes, we may be in pain, but it may not be to the pain that what people experience externally to us, but mm-hmm. it's a pain of awareness that's creating mm-hmm. for us. And through that awareness, we are making choices and decisions that are of a higher frequency and vibration that allows us to move through the experience more graciously. Absolutely. Yes. And this reminds me of a time, this was just before I went went through my healing experience. I was on a retreat and I, it came to me that I was like, I'm like in this golden cage where it's it was really fun in there. It was distracting. There were so many beautiful things. There's a circus going on and all these things were entertaining. You want to hang out in there. And then you turn around and you realize, oh, there's a door and it's unlocked. <laughs> and I all I had to do was open it and fly away. It's so funny because that's where you realize, oh, it's going to be me. I'm going to make that decision. I'm going to make that decision to connect with my higher self, allow my higher consciousness to take over, to just enjoy whatever's going on here, to witness it because we're always safe. Our souls are always safe. The soul is going, oh, you're so cute. It's fine. Just like, you know, and it's going, it's, that's the thing is we're constantly looking I feel like that's part of many people's story where you're looking for someone to save you. Somebody's coming to save me. Something is going to save me. No. Mm-hmm. It, and it's, that's the point where surrender, you realize, no, it's going to be me connecting with my higher self and coming into alignment with myself. I'm mm-hmm. my own savior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. I was, I was going to say, it, it really does go with that breakthrough. Mm-hmm. You know, that the changing of your awareness and your greater attunement with 
and maybe even having faith in mm-hmm. something more than yourself mm-hmm. allows you to start to turn the corner mm-hmm. and start the healing process. So I'm curious about, you know, how that process, you know, besides the, the breakthrough, but what were the components that allowed you to say, I'm moving towards a greater sense of wholeness and healing mm-hmm. by doing blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And just like how it took a really long time to get to the point where I was physically ill and then it was leading up to that by my actions, behaviors, and decisions in life, mm-hmm. it was the same thing with healing. It, and it was like almost reversing out of that and coming back to the childhood innocence, back to the curiosity, mm-hmm. back to the being okay with tomorrow being unknown just living in that moment. And it was truly, I just allowed the, whatever came in download or whatever we want to call it, whatever came in, I listened. I was like, I'm just going to listen. I've tried to figure this out myself with my mind for a decade and it hasn't worked. So what's, what's the worst that I could happen if I just allowed that higher consciousness to take over? Well, it's a lot better. I can tell you (laughs) (laughs) the answers started coming in ways where it was now in flow. So the day after I had that profound experience, I just had this thought, Google a nutritionist who has cured themselves of an autoimmune condition. And I found one right away. And I've Googled stuff like that before, but now it was coming from that higher consciousness. I was mm-hmm. flowing with what's the each step as it came instead of trying to figure it all out. Sure enough, I did. I got a hold of her. By the end of the day, I had paid her a great sum of money to work with me. That was the first step. And there's many keys to healing. That's the thing is you bring them in. And that's why I have a program because we hand people the tools. And it's like, okay, this tool might be the perfect tool for you right here, right now, but they're going to use the tool. And that was the same thing for me. It was like, oh, people can teach me the tools. I can learn from Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Sometimes you do have to go to an outside source for Mm -hmm. information, but you're the one that's going to incorporate it into your life. A mentor of mine said, you need to learn the rules before you know how to break them. I really learned about how the biology of the body really works. That was where things started for me. Then it was the mental faculties, bringing the mental faculties back online so that mind was creating healthful neurochemicals instead of disease-feeding neurochemicals, learning how that mind-body somatics works, how it actually operates. From there, it was clicking in. So I really started a spiritual practice of just awareness. Awareness is key. Carl Rogers said, awareness in and of itself is curative, Mm -hmm. which to a degree I agree with, it, it is, unless you don't know the information and then you're only bringing up what the mind already knows. So that's why sometimes we need to learn from the outside, bring it into our awareness and then incorporate it in a way that is in alignment with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, um, I do agree with that. And like you're mentioning, there's just some things we don't know. We don't know what we don't know when we're open to the universe, we start having the flow of information come to us to give us the information, mm-hmm. opposed to us driving the information. 
it's a totally different flow that one's in Very because that receptiveness of receiving the information, you know, allows you to know that it's tying into something that is greater for your good that's happening, as opposed to you thinking you already know it's for your greater good. And that's what that driving aspect happens mm-hmm. at, at, at times. And then, uh, you know, I, I love what you said about the body. You know, I, I my um, parents used to say to me, a sound body makes for a sound mind. So what we eat and knowing nutritionally and what's occurring in our, our bodies is very, very important because it does lay the foundation for us to have a more stable mind in our thinking. And then also being able to shift mind thoughts or misbeliefs that we do have are just as important because when we can shift those belief systems of, you can name them, you know, um, that's what um, illness sometimes creates is mm-hmm. misbeliefs. Um, that are in, out of alignment with God's beliefs about us. But, but again, since we have free will, we, the body goes with what the mind says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so the training of the mind becomes really, really important. And, mm. you know, and then that spiritual practice that opens you up to space uh, to listen and have it drop in what's important, what's going to be most helpful, and then discerning what those voices are, because sometimes it's our ego, you know, and sometimes it's our spiritual inner self, our soul is trying to speak to us. That discerning process is one of the gifts that God wishes us to learn, you know, as we're moving and evolving in our soul evolution and moving back to our true source, uh, which is the Godhead, the spiritual I am presence, you know, mm-hmm. the Atman, Buddha, whatever you want to call that spiritual source. Mm-hmm. So all those things are what you're saying is, you know, very helpful, I think, for people to know and understand in terms of our seekers that there is a holistic approach is what I'm hearing that you've learned to apply to yourself mm-hmm. as well as to help others. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like that's something that we really strayed from as a society. And again, it's it's not to villainize anything. It was part of our evolution. We had to go so far out of alignment to crave coming back to ourselves. This is where we're at. We are in this beautiful space. And it seems, I know the world's a weird place right now. There's a lot going on. At the same time, this is a sign that we're going through an evolution. It's like the death throes, <laughs> you know, you see all the kicking and screaming going on as it, as it falls away. The evolution is continuous too. There's no final destination other than getting to that point of pure beingness and pure enlightenment. That's the, the whole journey is the journey itself. The whole point of life is to live life, to have the experience of it, And to have it in a way where we're constantly growing and evolving into this more loving, peaceful state of being. And that's where so much, we're all human until we're not. We all get caught up in it. You can be a spiritual teacher and you can still get caught up in this human experience and feel like everything's going wrong when everything is perfect. It's always perfect. Yeah, it's as if, you know, we're, we're human uh, yes, in the physical form, but we're spiritual beings in reality. And we're all trying to learn in the human condition, the world that exists around us, to try, try to be more discerning of what decisions we're making. And are we making in alignment with our soul or we're making in alignment with our outer self? And that's kind of the one of the ongoing lessons because I think you're right. We we are human and we're gonna fall off we're gonna fall off the truck at times, the turnip truck. And you know, and figure out like how I'll get back on the truck and keep on moving. But that's okay because I don't think God really 
is kind of into you got to do it right 24 7. I think yeah. God is intern into what did you learn? How did you mm. grow? Did mm. you call on me? Did you ask for assistance, you know, to your higher self when these things are happening, knowing that you are a spiritual being having a human existence itself? Mm. So what do you turn? Do you turn to always a human or do you turn towards the God source? You know, mm. your real true essence of who you really are. And that's what the soul wants you to be able to do is try and turn to your soul, the substance of your life, in order for you to be able to continue to evolve and grow. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it doesn't. And you're exactly right. That's it. It's just, and it's like, nothing's wrong. That's the thing is we, we think, feel guilt and shame about all the things we did wrong and our higher selves and higher consciousness. We're part of God. You know, we're, we can't not be part of the universe. This is what you are. You know, so it's like, people question existence it's like we exist like there's no question around it it's impossible to cease to exist even when we we change form and so it's like oh okay well i'm here now i'm in a body having an experience and even me having these feelings of anxiety and stress is part of the human experience and we want to push those things away and avoid them and it's actually what makes them grow when we sit with them you know, I've had bouts where I woke up with anxiety in the morning. I felt like I was glued to my bed, like I couldn't get out of bed. And it was like, okay, here I am in this moment. Let's get curious about it. What's going on here? And it's so funny because if you, when you get curious, you can, you can remove those layers mm-hmm. and you start to see what's underneath that. Sure enough, the anxiety eases itself when you're willing to sit with it. You're willing to give it attention because that's exactly what emotions are. It's like something's out of alignment with yourself. So what is it? Like be that investigator. Find out. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about emotions, I think of energy and motion. You know, that, you mm-hmm. know, that energy is always in motion around us vibratorially in many different levels that are taking place. So that, that word you use about curiosity, you know, it actually opens the door for us to look and see why, why am I feeling this weight? Why am I feeling this anxious? What's going on? Is it something I ate? Cause sometimes it can be <laughs> something we yeah. ate. You know, I didn't <laughs> sleep very well. It can be certain simple things mm-hmm. that we have to be more aware of that is a more attunement with what our, our body is needing in mm-hmm. terms of nutrition, as you mentioned earlier. But I think the ultimate goal of all these experiences that we go through is mastery. Mm-hmm. That's the yes. ultimate goal. You know, You're that right. as we master the experiences and under on the undertone underneath that mastery is love, peace, and goodwill. You know, that's underneath that. That's we're trying to do that and, and evolve and move forward. And then the universe says, okay, go this direction. This will get you there in a more concise or consistent or, or speedy way. And mm-hmm. then we still have a choice. That's yep. mastery, say, you know, because because we're we're living our life. So we, we say, oh, now I'm going to go over here, yep. <laughs> you know, and we yep. go over here and it's a bump, bumpy road. Mm-hmm. Well, we take ourselves with us. Right. And so that's the thing. You're going to see that which which you are or that which you judge. That's what comes up for us. So we see, OK, we'll in our external environment, we will see things that are either going on internally for us, and that's a reflection, our mirror. And this is where people get really caught up in the spiritual seekers and people in these, they can get into that like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm seeing all this negativity. That's not true. Sometimes you are a very peaceful, kind, loving person internally. And then what can happen 
in part of spiritual evolution is we can get into a bit of the self-righteousness and that spiritual ego. And it's like, you know, that next level of ego where the mm-hmm. ego is now on board with your spiritual evolution is like, starts feeling like I'm better than everybody else, you know? And so that's where we can start see, then we see in our environment what we judge and that comes up to now be discovered and to grow through again. It's just, again, part of our evolution. And that's why I think often people are like, I'm doing all the things. I'm meditating. I'm I'm, I'm moving towards peace. I'm moving towards love. I'm moving towards acceptance. I'm still seeing all this volatility and negativity. And it's often these are our final pieces of what we still have judgment on. That's a very good point. You know, and I, in one of my podcasts, I talk about the criticism, judgment, um, that we can find ourselves in, and that becomes a barrier. Um, whether you are a seeker or not a seeker, it, it becomes a barrier to the soul's progress. Mm-hmm. And so the more that we can be attuned to the fact that um, it's not about being better than anyone, it's more about are you walking your spiritual path and being the best person you mm-hmm. can be, and how are you helping others to try to do the same mm-hmm. You know, in your interaction? So you're not trying to judge them. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, But what you are trying to do is be clear about what it, and that I would call judgment, flip it to discernment mm-hmm. um, and discern what is real and what isn't real and what choices we need to make. And even down to what type of people we need to have in our life and what type of people we may not need to have in our life. And that's yeah. not a judgment. That is a discernment for frequencies mm-hmm. of energy. That's going mm-hmm. to be kind of in alignment with your direction and your focus as your, your purpose moving forward in your life. Absolutely. So that's it. We become more, when they say like, be more Christ-like, be more Buddha-like, that's exactly what it is. That's part of the evolution where you get to the point where you're like, oh, okay, I can see the innocence in that person. I can see that's where they are in their spiritual evolution. That's necessary for their growth. Doesn't mean I need to hang out with it. It doesn't mean that that's for me, but you can just see, oh, we're in a different vibration. Often what happens is we want to teach people. Well, we do, there's no point in teaching someone who's not asking. You know, there's no point in teaching someone who doesn't want to be taught. It's the best gift you can give them is to avoid them. And, you know, because we talk about these things of the more lightheartedness, but there are people going through very difficult relationships, very difficult circumstances that are abusive, and they are, and that's reality. They're, they're with their, they're learning from each other. And at some point in time, you have to say, I'm done learning this lesson. And the only thing you can do is step away because what can happen is you want to continuously help them understand. And we get to a point where we realize, oh, not everyone does have the same heart. Not everyone does feel that way underneath because when you're like that, you just assume that everyone's like that on the inside. If they only understood, if we could only explain, and so then you you make a pie chart and you're showing them all the different things that are going, and they're not listening. They're not interested because they literally are not on the same vibration as you, the same frequency. So they could not understand if there has to be a willingness and evolution for the most part, for most beings takes time. It takes time and and, uh, and it takes willingness to want mm-hmm. to learn and to grow. Yeah. And it's okay, as you're saying, for people to be where they're at. But mm-hmm. the thing that's not okay is you trying to push your point on them who are not ready to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it will, it's just such a waste of energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. This is why people get sick. They stay in environments that are not 
conducive to their wellness because they're you they feel to be a good person, I don't, I'll just keep giving. I'll just keep giving. I'll just keep giving. And we, it circles back to that receptivity of being willing to receive, finding self-value. I'm a person, I matter. And my health and well-being matters to the planet. That's actually the most Mm -hmm. important part. It really is learning like, oh, okay. I actually can step away from these relationships and it's unraveling all of those old paradigms that we've been entrained into. You have to stay, you have to work, you're, you know, you're, you failed if you, if you exit relationships, no, the lesson's done. It's over, move on, you know? And if you haven't learned the lesson well enough, you'll, someone else will come in and teach it to you. So don't worry. <laughs> like exactly. it will happen. Exactly. It, it, that's um, a true. Life will continue to give us the same experience. We need different face, different situation, but the theme is still the same to continue to help us to learn and grow in a particular way. And it moves, you know, back to kind of our, our, our kind of the concept of the, um, from the breakdown to the breakthrough. And sometimes it takes different lengths of t- on time for people to break through, as you said earlier, you know, to a greater level of awareness or frequency or, mm. or attunement, um, you know, with um, uh, themselves and the lessons that are being taught or trying to be learned from mm. itself. So, mm. you know, as you're thinking about all that we've been talking about, is there any key word or phrase or statement that you think you want to leave with the seeker? And as we've been talking about this, you know, all this wonderful information about how you've evolved, you know, and also your your perceptions about what goes on with other individuals and how you try to serve and help them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just say, really, it's as Ram Das says, so simple, be here now. So keep coming back to that. And it's really great to have a mantra that works for you. For instance, super simple one that I love and use all the time is there is always more. So, you know, when you're feeling lack or feeling like there is, isn't enough, or you're not going to have something, there's always more, there's always more. And then your mind expects it. And then that's the future you step into. And these simple things, just bring yourself back in. Where am I right now in that awareness of what's going on right here, right now? And there is always more coming my way. Exactly. Which builds a a measure of of faith and awareness of that there is always more. And the the statement that sometimes I say, you know, to myself, you know, as to adding to that piece that you're making mention of, is God is my sufficiency. Mm. That like, God is my sufficiency. And th- whatever looks to be a deficit or a lack thereof or not enough or whatever it means, mm, no, that's that's kind of the human aspect and the need look like, you know, but I'm going to hold on to that God, the Lord, the I am presence, you know, mm. the Christic, the, the, you know, Buddhic light is sufficient, mm. is my sufficiency. Mm. And that flow of energy that is um, so important to us to continue to grow and advance in our soul, as well as um, in helping others to do the same. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. So what I would like to um, invite you is to share with our, our seekers where they may find you if they were oh, interested yeah. in learning more about your services. Yes. Uh, so my, my, probably just the, my website is the best way to start and it's modern health solution, 
no S. I made the mistake of making a company name that you can put an S on the answer, modernhealthsolution.com. We support women in overcoming autoimmune with a stellar, stellar success rate. And so these are diseases that people are told are incurable. They're going to have for life. Just that alone, knowing that there is hope and that there are so many, I've worked with hundreds of women now, you can overcome these, these things. And it's just, it's, we're, we're moving through this belief system into a new way of living and existing. That's what we do. We support people in navigating those chronic conditions, triumphing over them. That's wonderful. Um, and I think, you know, some of what you shared in the podcast, I think listeners should go back and listen to about how you go about doing that and looking at these different spheres of the physical nutrition and then looking at to the uh, mental component of things, the emotional component and the spiritual component, which mm-hmm. makes a holistic, nice way of looking at um, how to heal autoimmune disease because mm-hmm. you're really taking more of a higher approach to it than the basic mundane approach to how people think, well, you only need to do A and that's it. <laughs> no, we're not looking at the other components. We yeah. love a quick fix, but it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> so exactly. the only way out is through. It really is. <laughs> exactly. And so I know that's a nice way to end from, from the breakdown comes to breakthrough. Uh, mm-hmm. we've been talking about with Kristen and I would love her to come back to have a part two to talk about some other um, compete on um, pieces of um, looking at this holistic view of healing and the mindset that requires for that to take place. So thank you, Kristen, for your time and um, look forward to seeing Seekers the next time. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Master in Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.